Welcome to the House of Lee NYC. Come on in, meet regular folks doing interesting things, and get tips for resourceful living. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you for stopping by. Today, I'm going to share with you six ways to basically say no. <laughs> oh, and a bonus phrase. I'm also going to share some of my thoughts about the show. And while I'm at it, would you please think of two people with whom you can share the House of Lee NYC? I would really appreciate you sending them a text to check out the show. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait while you go ahead and do that. So go ahead, put me on pause. <laughs> Thank you so much in advance. And if you are a parent or have children in your network, please have a listen and subscribe to my other podcast, Practimama NYC. It's a show where I keep it real with practical parenting tips. So let's get you on your way to saying no to people and things you really rather not do or say or meet or anything. <laughs> oh, and let me preface these six simple phrases. Oh, and my bonus phrase with the heads up that the first time you seriously say no to something and stick to that no, you might feel sick to your stomach. You might worry about it for days and just feel awful. But this is normal. So here's the thing. The more more you do it, you know, say no, the easier it gets. And in just a short time, you'll smoothly decline things that come your way with ease and grace. Promise. Okay, so can I share with you the first time I ever said no to something like seriously? <laughs> it was quite a while ago. I was a reporter here in New York City and it was my day off. I was across the river in Jersey hanging out with a friend exploring a new interest of sorts. So it wasn't something I'd want to stop in the middle of doing. Anyway, I got a call to report to work. I guess some news was breaking and, and they wanted someone to come in. And in the past, I'd always gone in. But this time I wanted to say no and to tell them to call up someone else. So I did. And let me tell you, that day, which, remember, it was my day off, I fretted and I agonized over what I'd done. I worried. My stomach was in knots. I couldn't stop thinking about what they would think of me. And I wondered, wow, am I going to be in trouble because I said no? Ugh, it went on and on and on. You know, just thinking about it now makes me shake my head. But here's the thing. When I went back to work the next day, it was business as usual. No one said anything, no one did anything, and life went on. And you know what? That's what happens. Life goes on. So if you're afraid to take that vacation or you're, that you're going to miss out on something, you're not. <laughs> and when I realized all of that, I kicked myself for even wasting my day off being so worried just because I said no and set a boundary. You see, when we say no to people, most of them just move on and carry on with their day. They don't take our no's and, and, and ruminate and, and think about them, really. Of course, I was not in line for a promotion or any kind of possible event that might hinder me from going forward professionally. So make sure when you say no, that deep down it feels right to you. This episode's content is purely informational, and so you must take responsibility for your actions at all times. Okay, so on to phrase number one. I'm not comfortable with that. 
This is a great one-liner to throw out when you are asked to do something questionable or something that does not align with your core values. So for example, hey, would you mind clocking out for me so I can get a jump start on my workout during lunch? And you can say, oh, I'm not comfortable with that. And let the silence linger before smiling and then making a quick exit. (laughs) Phrase number two, let me think about it. Whenever you are asked to do something or invited somewhere, take responsibility for your choice by answering without making it depend on someone else, like a friend or a spouse. You'll sound more credible and maintain respect from the other party. So for example, your friend says, hey, want to attend the monster truck show with me tomorrow night? And you say, sounds great. Let me think about it. When do you need to know? You know, always get a deadline if you're if you're really thinking that you might change your mind. (laughs) Phrase three is I'll have to pass on that. You want to say no quickly without hurting anyone's feelings. This line does all that and more. (laughs) It leaves the initiator feeling positive enough that you may receive another invitation to do something in the future. So for example, your friend says, hey, you want to go to that really over-the-top restaurant and blow $100 for appetizers? <laughs> and you're saying, you're thinking, uh, and then you say, uh, I'll have to pass on that, but tell me what you plan on ordering if you go. See, what a nice way to say no and then turn the conversation toward the other person and move it on along. Phrase four, can I let you know if things change on my end? This expression is for when you want to make sure to leave the door of opportunity open when interacting with those who are really black and white about things, you know, and it also alleviates the pressure during disagreements and potential conflicts. So, for example, your friend says, I really need you to cat sit for me this weekend. And you could say something like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that as of now. Uh, can I let you know if things change on my end? If so, by when? And then smile and again, move on. <laughs> Phrase five. Oh, not sure that's going to work out. In this one, you're letting the person know up front that the chances are slim without making it personal. So in order to make it unpersonal or not personal, uh, be sure not to use the word I to ensure that it is in fact neutral. You know, so for example, hey, uh, we had mentioned going to the movie tonight. You can say, ooh, not sure that's going to work out after all. And then that's that. (laughs) Before I share phrase six in my bonus phrase, this week's shout out goes to a local listener who I know and who I ran into earlier this week. She graciously agreed to leave a recorded message. This is Michelle Ryang, and I love your podcast. First of all, you have a very soothing voice, and I love hearing you laugh every single time. It's awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much, Michelle. You know, when you told me just out of the blue that you listened to the show, I was really honored because it's very rare that our friends and people we know are all are engaged or actively watching or following the creative endeavors that we do <laughs> or are involved with. So thank you so much. It means a lot to me. And if you need a new show pen, let me know. And my hotspot of the week is actually 
many spots. <laughs> I want to share my love of the warm sugar roasted or maybe honey, who knows what they put in them. Those sugar roasted nut carts throughout Manhattan. They can be found in Midtown, downtown, on random corners throughout town, generally tourist heavy spots or any any spot where there's a lot of foot traffic. I mean, there's, there are a couple in my neighborhood as well. The peanuts are usually $2 a bag. Some offer roasted cashews, roasted almonds, and even roasted coconut. Oh my gosh, so delicious, especially in this winter weather. You know, on the cold days, and I'm not talking about the crazy global warming 55 degree days. <laughs> so if you have never tried them or it's been a while, you've got to check out a nut cart, a roasted nut cart. So delicious. I love these nuts so much because when I was a tween, living it up as an au pair in the south of France, there was this old guy named Gaston who walked around the beach in a red Speedo hawking these same warm, sweet roasted peanuts on the beach, as I said, for one franc, you know, back before the Euro. And uh, I love that they're still about the same price roughly these many years later. And Gaston, long live the Speedo. Do you wear a Speedo? <laughs> And warm roasted nuts. Uh, So yummy. How about you? Do you love these roasted nuts? Or if you have an allergy, I'm so sorry. Maybe you have a favorite food cart. Share it with me by reaching out at House of Lee NYC or at houseoflee.nyc.com where you can leave a voicemail message. I'd love to know. Finally, before I get to phrase number six, I've told you before that I want to change the show's name to better reflect what I, uh, yes, I do around here. It'll be the same content and same lovely type of guests, just a more apt name, you know, so if you have ideas, please do share them with me. And as I've mentioned in other episodes, I'll figure out some kind of bonus for you if I use your suggestion. I'm thanking you now for your help. Okay, my last phrase to say no is for when you said yes and really wish you hadn't. (laughs) We've all been there, but this is an easy fix. Phrase six, I might have spoken too soon. This one saves you any other explanation and lets you off the hook honorably. I'm all about the honor. I think you could probably tell that by now. So for example, if your friend says, so you'll help me move on Saturday, you'll say, oh, sure, no problem. I've got your back. And then it's like, "Uh oh, so an hour or even a day later, you'll reach out and you'll say, oh, hey, I spoke too soon the other day. I might have spoken too soon when I said I could help you move. I'm so sorry. And then the optional is, hey, is there anything I can do for you next Saturday from, say, two to four when I know for sure I'm free? You know that it's nice to offer up something else that is doable if possible. It eases the blow and but only do it if you mean it. <laughs> These little ditties are so handy, wouldn't you say? But here's the ultimate catch. If some of them are used on you, you might have to... Did you hear the neighbor's dog barking? So annoying. But hey, you know, we all live together here. So thank you for bearing with the the dog sound. I'm not going to edit that out. The other day, my heater kicked on, the radiator heat, and it was hissing, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to re-record that show. (laughs) 
I'm not going to tell you which one it is. You'll have to guess. <laughs> so bear with me as I record this for you in my tiny New York City apartment. Anyway, they're so handy, these, these little ditties, right? But here's the thing. Take some time to do some honest soul searching on your end. You know, and maybe try not to take it personally. Because you know what? Rejection, that's a whole other show. <laughs> But because someone says no to you or they're not able to do something, chances are you're not going to think twice about it either, which is the whole point of this episode. So before I go and uh, I'm just uh, before I before I share this phrase, actually, please do review the show on your favorite podcast app. And again, pick out two people you can share it with. I, I do love providing value. And so if you feel like I've provided a little oomph in your day, do please leave a lovely review. So here is my bonus phrase. Ready? Now, it's more of a defense for when people try to push their point of view and you know they just can't let go of the idea of being right. The phrase is, you just might be right. Quick, whip out this oldie but goodie whenever you find yourself in an argument with a hot-headed or ignorantly stubborn individual. It will save you time and ease any impending stress on the spot. Because really, how many times have you found yourself in a frustrating exchange trying to explain yourself or position to no avail? You know, you should get plenty of practice with this one right out of the gate. <laughs> so for example, your coworker says, but I'm right and I know my stuff and there's nothing you can say to change my mind. You are wrong. <laughs> and you can just uh, relaxedly, if that's a word, say, ah, well, you know, you just might be right. So let's table that for the moment and move on. Or just leave it as, you know, you just might be right. I'm going to go get more coffee. You want? <laughs> Oh, and if you're one of those people who always has to correct others, stop it. You're being a control freak, and not only does no one like that, but honestly, who cares? When we rudely cut off people to correct them, we're really weakening the connection we have with that other person. And what's more important, having a lovely conversation, you know what your friend is trying to say, and so let it go. You know who I'm talking about. We all either have a friend like this, or we're that, or used to be that person. So stop, let it go, because in the end, you know what what your friend is trying to say. I mean, I, I know I just said that. So, so what if it's not perfect? The point is to engage and connect. So that wraps up this week's show. Thank you so much for stopping in. Take care and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.